Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your host, Joe, and special guests, Dan and Aaron. Episode 23, Interview with Goat Games and their game, Borgata. Okay, so I'm here with Dan and Aaron for Goat Games, and you guys are launching on Kickstarter with Borgata on Tuesday? Yes, Tuesday, April 2nd. So you said this has been a long road. Yeah, we've been, well, we've been playing games together for years now, and we sort of came up with the idea, I don't, around probably four years ago, I guess. Yeah. Somewhere in there, kind of, kind of came up with the idea of, of wanting to create a game, and we had a few, we had a few ideas in mind that we we played around with and toyed with, and then we we finally settled on a on a mod game. I think more out of curiosity than anything, um, probably an interest of both of ours. And and I find myself to be a bit of a history buff, so I enjoy games that are that are heavy in theme. Um, and so that was one thing that we really tried to stick to when we when we created it was was stick to a theme and 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 make sure that the play kind of focused around that, made sure the art focused around that, made sure all the uh, terminology focused around the theme. And, and I enjoy games that do that. And so I think we were able to really kind of kind of push that side of it um, effectively. And I think I think did a did a pretty good job of, of kind of holding that that mob theme in it. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, obviously, uh, reviewing your game, um, that is the one thing that really jumps out when you're playing this game is the theme. Touchy one, too, because you can you can kind of go a negative direction with the mob, too, you know? Um, so we wanted to create, I mean, we're family guys. We wanted to create a, a clean game, and, and so the actual... Um, kind of the idea of the mob, it may, may not be child-friendly, but the, the play of the game, you know, we, we kept that kind of clean and, and interactive and, and, and wholesome, so to speak. So There's not a whole lot of blood or anything like that on the cards. It's just, it's kind of just the setting, right? Exactly, yeah. How long have you been working on this game? I'd say probably four years um there have been times it was sort of off and on um and having one person doing all the art and design um you know probably slowed it down a bit also you know working real jobs and all that kind of thing um but also we were really careful to try and make sure that we tested it you know tried to find any loopholes or anything that would break the game and and just making sure it was a quality product, especially being our first, because we have plans we'd like to do more. And, you know, if we don't do a quality job the first time, then, you know, that's not an option in the future. So, Right. And I think even prototype-wise, you guys came out with a solid game, so I can't see any reason why this wouldn't be funded. <laughs> well, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your company. Goat Games. So, uh, well, let's, we could start off with the name, I guess. So, as Dan mentioned, one person did all the art for Borgata. That was Dan. Um, I, myself, am, am more of an analytical type mind and, and not very artsy-fartsy, if you would, um, which is why Dan did all the art. So, our, our the, the name Goat Games goes back to a Pictionary game that we, that we played, I don't know, years ago. And uh, I was tasked with drawing a goat. Um, which has since been uh, since been made into our logo for Goat Games. Um, anyway, there was a little bit of fun about it, but 
Dan took that and, and made that into our logo, and then that kind of stuck, and that's how we became Goat Games. But uh, we created it as an umbrella, if you would, for Borgata, and then hopes of, of being able to do kind of future projects thereafter. Um, and, and we'll see what it what it really morphs into. But um, so far, it's the two of us and our and our wives. Um, so, what started Borgata? So we had thrown a handful of ideas out there, and we and and I'm not going to share them because a, a couple of them we want to pursue and, and maybe make uh, games here in the future. So, so I, I don't want to get too detailed, but we had thrown a handful of ideas out there. Um, I knew Dan was big into the mob, and it was an idea that I had. Um, I don't know early on, I guess, when we were kind of throwing ideas back and forth. And it's I'm a history buff, and so anything like I mentioned earlier that's strong in theme or or that's got kind of a historical aspect to it, it tends to grab me. I enjoy so I, it was just an idea that I had, and I thought we could we could do a lot with art wise, and I thought we could we could make a game that was interactive. That was the big part of Orgata that it being a card game. A lot of card games don't don't lend themselves to kind of player interaction. So it was something that we really tried to build into it. I mean, I thought we could, I thought we could do that with the theme. And so it was, yeah, we, had a, we had a handful of ideas out there, but it was the one that, that kind of stuck out to me. So, so we went with it. Yeah. For me, it had a lot to do with a theme that I think I could enjoy over the long term creating art for, um, you know, if it was just something that I didn't have any interest in, you know, um, it would be hard to be passionate about the art part of it. And, you know, I mean, some of my favorite movies are Goodfellas and A Bronx Tale, Godfather, things like that. So it was a, it was a fun theme. And so when he proposed that, I was on board with that because that'd be something that would be really fun to do art for. So do you guys have a favorite mafia themed movie that really stands out to you? Uh, I do. Goodfellas, by far, is my favorite movie. Probably, well, one of them of all time. And so is A Bronx Tale. So, those are probably two of my favorite movies. I'd probably have to go with the obvious choice, The Godfather, frankly. I'm a big one on The Goodfellas as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, what steps did you guys take to starting to develop Borgata and what, how did, what was your route road to, to making this a reality? Uh, I mean, we started once we had sort of our concept and everything and the idea is we just printed some generic paper cards and started testing as our families, the four of us, our wives and us, and just kept playing it and writing on the cards, you know, until we had something a little more substantial at the same time, I was working on art that we knew was going to be in the game. Um, and then we started introducing it to uh, people, other people in our friends and family that are into games and uh, brought them on, got them to find any flaws or you know anything they could that we had missed. And, you know, then it's just since then been a game testing of bringing people in uh, to give their thoughts and opinions and as we developed the art and we always had the plan of going on kickstarter um and so obviously researching some of that to make sure everything goes smoothly with production and uh, fulfillment and all that as well so it's just kind of been a long road of play testing art and figuring out the logistics of it so the the art on the box is that 
one of you guys, or who who decided the the picture on the box? Uh, it is not either of us. Um, it was just it's no one. Um, but I just wanted to do something that was kind of dark and um, you know had somewhat of a mystery to it, and um, but just kind of a ominous figure that sort of represented somebody who was in the process of moving up in the mob. I like it. It works. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are, are getting ready for Kickstarter. You launch on Tuesday. Uh, when do you launch on Tuesday? We're looking at launching in the morning. We haven't, we haven't officially put out the time, but, but probably eight o'clock in the morning Pacific time. How long is your campaign running? I think it's 30 days. It goes till May 2nd. It could end up being 31, but we have it ending on at the end of May 2nd. Okay. I think a Thursday. Do you have uh, stretch goals and all that kind of stuff worked out and everything? We do, yeah. We've got a handful of stretch goals and then uh, a couple of goals that I, we, we call them loyalty, but we're, we're encouraging people to, to visit our Board Game Geek page and and follow it and hope to get some traction there as well. So we've got right now, I think, five stretch goals built in and I think two loyalty kind of rewards or goals built in there. So we've got a handful of things and then a couple more ideas that, that we'd be we'd be ready to add on. But, yeah, we've got some neat things. Okay, so if they go to your Board Game Geek uh, and they subscribe? Yeah, if you subscribe to Board Game Geek, I think the first one is for 100 the second is 250 and that will basically mean that the uh, borough and uh, business cards will become two-sided, so we can add to the replayability of it. Uh, that'll just have more variation, so people can kind of customize when they play. Okay, and and do you guys you have different pledge levels? Do you have a retailer pledge and other other things like that? Yeah. So right now we've got. We've got the, the standard pledge level, if you would, that's a copy of the game. And then we had one that's that's five copies of the game that's intended to be a retailer pledge level. And then we've got uh, a pledge level that includes uh, individual art. Um, and that's that's kind of the top level. Okay, and that's the surveillance cards? Yeah, that's to be painted on a card as yeah either a... Uh, New York City cop, uh, FBI agent, or a judge. Okay. So the judge in the game in the prototype, is that uh, is that staying in the game, or is that being replaced with uh, one of the other pledge levels? Uh, that will actually stay in the game because it is my stepfather, and uh, they have paid to put him in the game. So. Okay, so there will be several different uh, police officers, judges, and did you say FBI agents? Yeah, yeah, there will be, yeah, so as many, I think we've limited it to 15, we'll see if we extend it past that, depending on how popular that option is, but yeah, there will be uh, multiple options for each, and each one will be different, it won't just be the face being replaced, it'll be, you know, custom art for each one. So ultimately, we could have a, a similar card in, in, in its effect with a different, a different face. Um, or. Do you guys, are you allowed to talk about your price point for your pledges or any details due to Kickstarter? Yeah. Um, 
So the standard pledge level is $29, and that would get you a copy of the core game and all unlock stretch goals. Um, retail was... 125 Yeah, 125 for five copies. Uh, point of sale poster for the store. Um, a mention in the instruction manual and a spot on our website that would say where to buy uh, with the store address. Um, and then 199 would get you the custom... Uh, card painting, a copy of the game. Um, I think that's those are our main pledge levels. Okay, so twenty nine dollars is is to get the base game. What you had in the prototype is that what's what the game is coming like, or has it been changed at all? Uh, I would say that's pretty close. Um, the prototype was was printed different than uh, than the actual print run will be, and so it should be a better quality game than what the prototype was. Frankly, um, I think we've got a couple maybe minor changes from the prototype, but but nothing substantial. That's going to be pretty close to to what we have. Obviously, you're not going to have any cards that say your your picture here on them. You know, <laughs> I'd hope not, but you never know. <laughs> Um, we also tried to make our stretch goals uh, pretty reasonable uh, because a lot of the early stretch goals especially add to the game. Um, like, we, we want to give a full game that fully works, you know, where you don't have to achieve to make it, you know, a full game. But things that just add more replayability to it. Um, a New Jersey expansion was one of them, which adds a new business, a new borough a new way to play the game and two more character cards, uh, which is part of it would be unaffiliated mafia. That was another earlier stretch goal that will add instead of random cards being placed at the beginning on bros and businesses, they would have special abilities that would work on one business or borough. Uh, so if you played them there, you would get some kind of uh, bonus that way. Well, and honestly, the first couple stretch goals that we did, uh, we're pretty excited about and really want to implement into the game their their um, expansions, expansions, if you would, to the game. And so we really would like to add them. Um, they're things that Dan just mentioned that we're excited about. And so we tried to make those levels as attainable as possible because we'd like to see them kind of implemented in. So those are, are ready to be implemented into the game, as in you're ready to put them... Uh, component-wise in there if it gets to the stretch goal. Exactly, exactly. And as Dan was explaining, and, and you were playing the game, um, there's there's face-down, unaffiliated mafia cards on the boroughs and businesses that we've we've taken the just the standard card away and, and implemented a character card that'll have a unique ability and a, and a unique art to it. And, and it kind of just makes it a little more fun, makes a makes it a little bit different every time potentially so it's yeah it's kind of fun okay so if you were to beat one of the unaffiliated mafia um they would go into your hand like the other guys but then they would have an they would carry on that ability when you place them on that uh business or borough yeah there's a handful of rules that that uh change slightly with them but the ultimately the idea is 
um, they would go into your hand and they would have an they would have a value assigned to them, um, but they would have an ability if they get played on the the corresponding business or borough that they're that they're connected to, um, and so they'll make they make you want to want to not only have it but have it on the table underneath a, a specific borough. So okay, cool. Um, so what is your guys's estimated uh, once you fund? I'm sure you will, <laughs> but what is your estimated um, uh, delivery date? Um, I well, I put December of 2019. Uh, I am hoping for sooner than that, uh, based on the timeline that I produced. But I just wanted to be as careful and realistic of things that we could not foresee, whether it be uh, and for everyone, you know. Uh, just things we can't plan for, you know, if there's strikes on a dock or something, the games can't get unloaded or whatever that may be. But I'm pretty confident it would be this year. And I would, I would hope November, but I'm putting December on there Six just months to be still pretty quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, with, with most of these Kickstarters, anything that's going forward, you're pretty much seeing anything in 2020. So it's, it's cool that you guys are this set up and ready to go to to have your games out to your backers in December, late December, whatever. But yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Well, and and really the the few things that we were real diligent to do was uh, we wanted to finish our game before we before we put it on Kickstarter, meaning the the small parts, the small details, the art, things like that. So. At the end of at the end of April, when we know whether or not it's succeeded and, and funded, uh, we, we don't have a couple months worth of legwork left to do. We'll we'll be able to pull the trigger pretty quickly, um, and that was intentional. I mean, that's I think is a is a sell point for me when I look on Kickstarter. I, the sooner I can get whatever I'm I'm pledging for, the better, you know. Right. Yeah. And essentially, this Kickstarter is just a, it's a pre order system is basically what it is. Um, you know, and obviously not every Kickstarter games or, or anything on Kickstarter, the backers don't always, they're not guaranteed to get their stuff, but for most game companies, it is a way to pre-order most of their games. Sure. So, um, but you guys, December, so, I mean, all of your, obviously, except for the, um, custom characters, your print files are, are ready to go. Yeah. 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 Uh, so is, is everything going to stay cardstock or is there going to be any cardboard components or anything like that? Well, funny you should ask. That's uh, that's one of the stretch goals we have in there. Um, so we, we went back and forth on it. We kind of liked the idea. It was built on a card game, so we liked the idea of everything being cardstock. Um, but the, there's a couple components within it that I think cardboard just feels a little more substantial, um, and so we 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 implemented a little bit of a little bit of cardboard into it in the in the stretch. What about uh, is there a stretch goal for maybe a uh, a box insert? Or you guys mentioned that the box might not be the same. Um, well, we have so there's a few. We have um, a oh, what do you call? Sorry, a box sleeve just as a alternative to the box. Um, if you know you're displaying it on your shelf that would have gold foil um but um so there is that um there's things like plastic tray liner yeah um you know card 
stock getting nicer as you know you go and then player mats which would also be included in the box which would be each person there would be one for every family and it would just be a place for your uh pile your discard pile your tracker and uh references on actions and the different rackets you could do to earn money um that's another one i'd really like to see happen um that would be uh cardboard as well but um replacing reference cards with that i think would be a nice touch i like that (laughs) can we just fund this right now (laughs) (laughs) if you've got the money sure (laughs) oh yeah if only (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I really like those ideas. That's uh, I can't wait to see it on Kickstarter. Um, and at twenty nine dollars, it just seems pretty affordable. Well, that's really what we were hoping to do. I mean, that, so our passion we, we we enjoy playing board games, right? And making one is, is kind of fun, and, and you know we'll be able to have for for however long, and be able to show our kids and whatnot. So to make a killing, but a good product that we liked that we could be proud of and, and see on, uh, on board game geek, you know? So we, we really tried to hit a price point that made that, made that viable. And, and so that's, that's our goal. Well, I think you guys are going to achieve it. So that's, uh, April 2nd, early morning launch. And you guys are working, or did you already do your video for your Kickstarter live video? Yeah, the video is, uh, ready. So, um, well, it, it'll be re- it'll be on the site. So you guys uh, have all ready. your ducks in a row. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, every, everything's ready now. It's just sort of waiting. Well, I I am really honored to to had an opportunity to review your guys' games. Uh, like I said, it's it's an awesome game. Uh, the theme is is great, and uh, it plays really well, and it's super easy to teach. So all. Yeah, Everybody thank I've you. Played and, it and with has just loved it. Awesome, awesome. Well, and thank you for taking the time to uh, to review it. We 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 enjoy, frankly we enjoyed watching your your review of it, and uh, <laughs> we thought you guys explained it uh, explained it as well as we do. Frankly, <laughs> well, then that just means that shows for the designers that you guys did a good job. So if it's if it makes my job easy to explain a game, then that's just a compliment to the guys that designed it. Right on. Perfect. So why don't you, uh, if you don't mind, why don't you give us a pitch for your game? A pitch for our game. Well, so Borgata is a uh, it's a deck building game. It's a card-based game, obviously. Um, but really what makes it unique is the player interaction. Um, so what we tried not to do was create an independent game. We didn't want we didn't want four people in a room playing solitaire with one another, but we wanted four people that were talking and interacting and and convincing each other to, to work together or, or whatever that might be. Um, so it's a game built to to really force people to to talk, to to interact, to have fun with one another, and and maybe get get their their feathers ruffled a little bit by each other, but hopefully have a good time in the process. Um, it's a solid game. It's got wonderful art. I think it's absolutely beautiful. I think the mechanics are good. And uh, I think if it's if it's given a shot, I, I, think, I think people will enjoy it. Well, now there's one last thing I need from you guys. All right. I want to hear your favorite mafia movie quote from each one of you. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I I guess I have mine. 
I don't know how many people would be familiar with it, but it's just the lead-in to a really well-done scene. Um, and it's from A Bronx Tale. And uh, have you seen that one? I have not. Okay. Well, you should. But a bunch of Hell's Angels come into a bar, and it's a bar owned by um, a guy connected with the mob, and they start drinking beers, and then they spray the bartender with them, and the mob boss politely asks them to leave, and they, I don't remember what they do, but they pour a beer on the ground or something, and he walks over and locks the door and says, now's you can't leave. And then the room floods with mobsters. And uh, it's just, yeah, the way he says, now you can't leave and the looks on their faces, how they change. It's just a great scene. Well, now I have to put this on my list to watch. Yeah, it's Robert De Niro, Chaz Palminteri, uh, a few others. But yeah, it's a it's a good one. And I think uh, from The Godfather, you got great men are not born great. They grow great. <laughs> I love it. You guys, I really hope that this uh, gets funded quickly. I would love to see it funded the first day and then just blow through those stretch goals. So I know I'll be on day one backer. So I'm hoping awesome. that the listeners are too. Right on. Yeah, right on. <laughs> that would be a perfect scenario. So, yeah. All right. Do you have anything gonna, else for our listeners? Uh, we're not professional entertainers, but we make a good board game. So <laughs> thanks for taking the time to listen. And, you know, hopefully they'll support us. Uh, I think you made a great board game. Just the simple fact that we play with a guy that does not like deck builders and he loved this game. Yeah, that, we, awesome. I remember you saying that and I, I loved hearing that. That's great. So if you could do that, then the game's awesome. Right on, right on. Perfect. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for your guys' time, and uh, I look forward to backing your game and continue to working with you. Awesome. Yeah, thank Sounds you, good. Joe. We really appreciate all the support you've given us. Absolutely. Let's hear from Amanda down at the Game Chest. Hi, guys. This is Amanda with Game Chest in Sioux Falls. We're downtown at the corner of Sixth and Phillips Avenue. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our game library. We have a rental library where you can come in and check out games. If you play them in the store, it's free. If you take them home with you, it's $5 for three nights, and Monday nights are free. So if you take a game home on a Friday night, it's $5 and bring it back on Tuesday. Uh, we have over 120 different titles, ranging from family games and kids' games to party games and a few heavier titles, including Quacks of Quedlinburg, which is a huge hype game right now from Spiel uh, DRS. So, we look forward to seeing you guys downtown again at the corner of Six and Phillips in the Jones Building. We're in the back. Come and see us. Your local children's hospital is full of superheroes. Superhero patients. They wear gowns instead of capes and often fight evil on a microscopic level. And just like the doctors, nurses, and staff, you can help decimate illnesses and enemy foes for sick and injured children by gaming. Join Extra Life, a community of 50,000 gamers that play games and heal kids. Register at extra-life.org.
Thank you for listening. Please follow us on these formats. Find us at Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. You can join our Facebook group of Average Joe's Gaming. Follow us at Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. Find us on Reddit at Average Joe's Gaming. You can join our Board Game Geek Guild at Average Joe's Gaming. You can go to our website, AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.com, and find all of our information. Check out our Extra Life tab, and feel free to join our Extra Life team by clicking on the Extra Life logo, which will take you to our team page. You can also listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting devices, such as Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate all of your feedback. If you wish to get in contact to us, you can go to our website at AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.com and go to the Contact Us link, or you can just email us directly at AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.com. You can also message us on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Thanks again for listening.